Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Ramblers, let's get rambling. Ramblers, let's get rambling. Everybody, welcome to another episode of Ramble with Russell, episode 690 of my podcast. No one done for rambling right here on the Talk Show Network. One of the longest running single hosted pop culture podcasts in Ontario. Welcome to the show. I'm your host, Russell Hale. Got a terrific show lined up for you guys today. Lots to talk about and lots to discuss. First uh, and foremost, before we get into the video reviews today, I want to give you guys, guys a tech review. Every once in a while, I like to bring tech reviews to the show, you know, because hey, it's a fun thing to do, and I like to talk about tech just like I talk, just like I like to talk about movies and stuff. And one of the ones, uh, one of the things I was able to check out recently is a nice folks at Samsung uh, sent me to try out for a couple of weeks a ga- Galaxy Sam- a Samsung Galaxy Tab Nine. Now, th- I've had previous tabs before. I've had like a Tab Eight and a Tab and a previous uh, Samsung tablets before. And, and, you know, I, I got, and, and this time around, though, I actually had to try it with a pen, which is kind of cool, because uh, I hadn't had a pen before. And, and the pen is a nice feature. You know, it allows you kind of to tap, 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 to tap, 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 so you're not using your fingers at the time. And it does click, you know, it does attach magnetically to the side with a pretty secure magnet. I mean, it's not bad. I mean, it really kind of holds there. You don't really have to kind of hit it hard to knock it off. And, and it runs really good. I mean, the picture's good. The sound quality is terrific on the speakers. I'm telling you, it, it, it sounds fantastico. And, and it is a, you know, it's a bit of an upgrade from the previous models. Like, I find that it runs a lot quicker. I did play out some of my games, like my Marvel Strike Force, a few other games with it. And, and yeah, it, it, it really, really functions well. Now, it is a big screen, so, you know, you gotta keep that in mind. Uh, so it's, it's, it's portable to a degree. I would recommend getting some kind of case or some kind of protector if you're going to be hoofing it around a lot. Just to be in the safe side, I'd rather be, you know, safe than sorry when it comes to that kind of stuff. But it, it is it is a nice tablet, right? And one thing I like about Samsung, and, and you know, you Apple heads out there could say, oh, well, you should have had an iPhone, like an iPad, something. Uh, I like, I like the, the nice thing I like about having a Samsung it works with Gmail, and I can set up a new tablet, like, really quick, uh, courtesy of that. I mean, and I can transfer, like, that, like, copy things over from my one tablet or the phone to the other, like, one device to the other, and the setup is really quick, and that's cool, because, you know, there's nothing worse, you get a new device, and and then, you know, it, it takes forever to set it up. Charging time is pretty good. Uh, you know, I, I had to buy my own cube. That's what you have to do these days, man. Because all you get is, like, the device in a cord. And I found it, it charged pretty quick, and the battery life lasted really good. Now, of course, most devices these days, 
you you have to really kind of use it for a longer period of time to really test out battery life because usually you know after a few months plural maybe it starts to dip uh depending on what kind of charger you're using but I, I found for the most part it is pretty good i mean if you're in the market for a tablet and you're not like it has to be apple <laughs> then and yeah, I, I would definitely give it uh, consideration. Is it uh, much of a step up, step up from, say, a Tab uh, Tab 8? In some ways, I think it does move. You know, the screen size is a little bigger, and, and it does seem to move a lot quicker, and the sound, sound and the speakers are better on it. So there's that. And it, 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 the, the pen is a nice thing to have. It's the first time I actually had a pen. And it is a nice little toy, especially if you want to write as opposed to type. <laughs> that, that can come really in handy. So that, that's my tech review. Uh, coming up on the next show, I'll give you my tech review. Samsung was nice to send me a Galaxy uh, a watch. And I'll give you my take on that uh, on the next program. What's coming up today, video-wise? Wow, I got a lot to talk about today. And it's a variety of titles, if you will. Let's kick things off. Uh, with the uh, Blu-ray review of Scream 6, courtesy of my wallet. So I'll give you guys the, the latest in the Scream franchise. Then we go from Screaming Kids to Talking Dogs with my uh, Blu-ray review of Strays, courtesy of Universal Pictures Home Entertainment, starring the voices of Will Ferrell and Jamie Foxx. And it's not a typical Talking Dog movie. We'll go into that more in the review. Then we go to the land of superheroes with the 4K review of the uh, release from Warner Brothers. It is the Justice League and Ruby crossover superheroes and Huntsman Part 2. Because we reviewed Part 1 not too long ago. That's courtesy of Warner Brothers Pictures Home Entertainment. And speaking of superhero action, we're going to round things up with my Blu-ray review of Blue Beetle. Courtesy of Warner Brothers Home Entertainment. That's all on this episode of Rambo Russell. So a jam-packed show for you all. And we're going to take a quick little musical interlude right up the first video review of the show. My first Blu-ray video review for the show is Scream 6, courtesy of my wallet. Now, this is the latest in the Scream franchise, which started way back in 1996. You know, it amazes me that this franchise has gone on so long. And, and you know, and this is the... The continued kind of, you know, story of the Ghostface Killer. Now, most of the, the previous Scream movies have been set in good old Woodsboro, you know, which has a death count probably as high as Crystal Lake. In, like, places you really don't want to live. But, hey, there you go. <laughs> and so it moves from Woodsboro this time to New York City. You know, because the main characters from the last movie, from Scream 5, you know, uh, the characters of uh, Sam Carpenter, played by Melissa Barrera, and Tara Carpenter, played by Jenna Ortega, they've, you know, kind of got to go away from Woodsboro. Let, let's go to New York City and let's start anew. But, you know, it, that never seems to work out properly. <laughs> Join them along the ride, uh, returning from the previous film, is the character of Mindy Meeks Martin, played by Jasmine Savoy Brown, and the character of Chad Meeks Martin, played by Mason Gooding. So you have those characters returning uh, to, to the franchise. And and so they move to New York City thinking, oh, well, we're going to be safe here. 
And no, no, unfortunately, good old Ghostface, he follows them. And this time around, Ghostface is a lot more brutal. And he's not as, you know, it's like, uh, I'll go after my target. But, you know, if you get in the way of me killing the person I'm going to kill, I'm going to kill you too. Uh, kind of uh, attitude. And there's scenes where he's like in a, in a bodega and, and in a, although to me it's convenience store, but they call it a bodega. And, and in a subway train. And that, that is kind of spooky. Because you think about it. If you're trapped in a subway train car uh, with potentially a killer and you got nowhere to go until that train stops, that is freaking terrifying. Especially when it's like, anyone in this train could be it. And and they set this movie, of course, around Halloween time, which is perfect because, you know, everybody's in masks and costumes. So it's not that weird a thing, right? To think like, why are so many people dressed up in costume? Because it's Halloween time. So that kind of makes sense. The director team from this one is the same from the previous. So they've carried over into the, this latest chapter. Although there is talk of Scream 7 and they're getting new director, uh, director for or director or director's team for that movie. And that could be a mistake. We'll see where it goes. I think that these last two installments have been pretty good and it's helped keeping that same creative team. So we'll, we'll see where the franchise goes, but there will be a seventh movie. Now, in the, in the last movie, of course, you had the character of Sam, who had a big reveal, of course, at the end of it, of who she's related to. And that that struggle she had in Scream 5, this carries over into Scream 6. Where you're going like, you know, I don't know how mentally stable this woman is. <laughs> And by the end of this movie, you're like, oh, there could be some issues there. You might want to go to some more therapy. <laughs> even with even with the sister, Tara, it's like, oh, this family. You do not want to get on the wrong side of this family. <laughs> you really don't. You don't want to get them angry near you, and they have weapons. It's a bad idea. Uh, as usual, with all... With all um, and, and speaking with, with her inner conflict, Skeech Ulrich returns <laughs> uh, as, as the voice in her head, which really works good uh, when it comes to that. And uh, now, uh, you know, uh, so the big catch with all screen movies is who are the killers? You know, because there's always more. There's only been in the, in the whole course of this franchise, there's only been one movie where it's been just one killer. Because a lot of times, and they really emphasize this, in this one, this franchise is a history of multiple killers. And you think it makes sense, right? Because there's, there's times where it's like, how can they be there and there at the same time? How can they move from one location to one location at the same time? Because it's more than one person. So that does continue. And, and as much as the previous movie was a bit of a homage to the previous screen films, they kind of continue that with Scream 6 in a different way, mind you. There's a movie theater that comes up later in the uh, part of this movie. And it really, the, the amount of research that they must have gone in to get all the stuff to fill this really creepy museum is, is quite impressive. Like that, that's attention to detail. It's one of those things like every time you watch a scene in this movie, you're like almost kind of like going, 
just wanted to add pause. You know, did I see that in there? Did I see that? Also returning to the movie is is Courtney Cox as Gail Weathers. No Sydney in this one, although she is mentioned. Now you're thinking to yourself, why do I know Nev Campbell? Ah, and you're thinking, why? Well, I did some looking into this, and apparently the directors, well, the makers of this movie didn't uh didn't get you know didn't show Nev the money too much, and she turned down coming back because she felt whatever they were offering her money wasn't enough. You know, it just was not the amount she was looking for. And I can't, you know, I can't blame her for that. I mean, she has she has been the face of this franchise for a long, long time. Uh, and and for her and to her then the low baller that that's that's kind of mean, you know? Uh, and and she has been quoted, and I want to read you this quote. <laughs> she was quoted in saying, "As a woman, I have to I have had to work extremely hard in my career to establish my value, especially when it comes to screen." So that says that yeah, they lowballed her too much. You see what? Now, if they're smart for Scream Seven, they'll you know pay her what she feels she's worth, and maybe the character will come back. They kind of wrote her off in this movie as she was mentioned on the phone and that she was, quote, staying away from it all. But if they're smart, they'll pay her the dough and they'll bring her back in for the sequel because, you know, it's really her and Cox, really, that have been carrying this franchise since the start. And it was weird having a Scream movie with no Nev Campbell at all. So, you know, we'll, we'll see how it goes. As usual, it is what it is with the Scream movie. In some ways, it made this one more gorier. In a way. But the, you know, the scares are there and the hello. You know, what's your scary movie, favorite scary movie? That voice <laughs> is still there. And and it, it's 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 definitely something a uh, movie for people who, you know, if you if you followed this franchise way from 1996 and it means a lot to you, lots of references here. Lots of them. And, and it does end in a way that it, it it sets up something for a sequel. And it has been confirmed. See, you know, Screen 7 is a go-go. It got delayed, of course, by the actors, the actors and writers' strike, which, as of the time of this recording, it's over! Yay! No more! No more strike And that's great. And hopefully we can get their wheels back together again. Also returning to is Hayden Pettinteer as Kidney as Kirby Reed. Yeah, and I'm not spoiling this because she's on the poster of the bloody movie. So she comes back, and it, it, it it's interesting. It almost makes me want to watch Scream 4 again, because that's where it originally was from. So I'm always wondering, oh, did Kirby die? Nope, she did not die in Scream 4. So so that's cool. They brought, brought her back. Of course... There is, you know, uh, no detective, detective Do uh, Dewey, and if you watch Scream Five, you know why um, David Arquette's not in this movie. They do make reference to it though, and and that that's kind of cool. That at least you know he's honored in whatever way you can honor somebody in a horror movie. Overall, I mean, it it is a good prequel, prequel, sequel, whatever the heck equal you want to call it. Uh, I, I think the actors did pretty good, and it, it, it it's spooky. You may be able to guess the killers by the end of it. I, I it was still surprised me a little bit. I was like, 
but then you watch it back and you're going like, oh, okay, that sort of made sense when it comes to that. And and this, you know, it, it is what it is. Uh, the music is good, although, man, to me, the the one thing that every screen movie should have, and and this one didn't, at least I didn't hear it. It didn't have the like the the that instrumental the. Uh, Da, 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 da. Like the Woodsboro movie music, and maybe because it's not a Woodsboro in New York, but hey, I missed it. That's a very haunting piece of music. I have like the original Scream movie soundtrack on CD. Yes, I uh, physical media, and and that has always been one of my favorite little pieces of music. And to me, it's it's as much Scream as is to Friday the Thirteenth, or Nine Ten Never Sleep Again for you know. Nightmare on Elm Street. <laughs> kind of signature kind of little pieces of sound, which maybe they'll bring back in Scream 7 to go back to Woodsboro. I don't know. But it's just, it's very haunting and, and very, it works for these type of movies. Uh, so is, is this a movie, does it, can you watch this and not watch previous Scream movies? You can in a way, but it, you'll get more out of this if you watch the ones before because it really, you know, plays on the history of these movies that have been going back so, so many years now. It's crazy. Almost 30 years of Scream. So there you go. Uh, for extras, you do get a fair bit in this. I'm, I'm going to give them credit. You do get a good chunk of extras in, in this Blu-ray set. You get um, lots of special features. Uh, when it comes to that, you get over an hour of, and a lot of them are just like little featurettes. So they highlight, you know, you get to hear the actors talk about their experiences on the set and a look at the filming scenes. And, and it's a lot of, you know, a lot of talking heads, but a lot of explanation on, on what's going on. That That's cool. It's cool to see. Uh, I There's no director's commentary. Oh, actually, no, sorry. There is director's commentary, which is cool. Uh, cause it, it's funny to hear these guys talk about it because you can tell they are truly fans of the genre. Like they really, like the producers and the makers have really enjoyed the Scream franchise and it shows. Of course, quotes for this movie, cause I love reading quotes. A bigger, bl bloodier and scarier. <laughs> and that's by Thomas Linus, Linit, Linit, probably saying the name wrong. From one take news, and yeah, it is, it is slightly gorier than the previous ones. A lot of previous scream movies, you know, there's a bit of gore. I mean, there's one scene in this one with a fridge <laughs> that reminds me of an old Green Lantern comic. Uh, if you, especially Kyle Reiner, and what happened to one of his girlfriends, ah, uh, is like nasty. <laughs> So, yeah, I would say a more vicious ghost face uh, this time around. It's like, you got some issues, people. <laughs> but but very chilling. And and we'll see where it goes for Scream 7. So that is my take of Scream 6 on Blu-ray. Courtesy of my wallet. You ain't nothing but a hell no Could crack it all the time You 
My second Blu-ray movie review plus episode is Strays, courtesy of Universal Pictures Home Entertainment. Now, this is a, a, a weird little movie. You know, in the past, in, in the history of cinema, there's always been kind of dog, you know, animated, dog, talking dog movies, which have ranged from you just hear the dog's thoughts but the lips don't move, to actually CGI dog lips movie, which to this day, I will say this, probably forever, it still freaks me out a bit. To see dogs' lips moving like humans, I kind of prefer if it's talking dogs, you just, it's like you hear their thoughts, but you don't see their lips move. Kind of works better for me, but that that's just me. <laughs> and now, you know, Hollywood has had a history of, of these kind of dog movies, and usually they are these heartwarming tales, you know, with dogs. And, and you know, like the journey home, stuff like that. We have these dogs on a quest you know, to, to, to reunite with their owners. This movie flips that whole premise. And I mean flips it on its head. The The main dog of the movie is voiced by good old Will Ferrell. And and this dog looks like a poor man's Benji. <laughs> does. I think he must have done that on purpose. Don't say that, but, but he does. So Benji plays... Uh, so Will Ferrell plays the character of Reggie, which sounds like Benji, who is this poor little dog who has the unfortunate owner of Doug, played by Will Forte. And Doug is the the biggest jerk you have ever seen. I mean, oi, they make this guy seem like, you know, the only reason he has the dog is because he was dating this woman, she picked out the dog, they break up, and to, to, to be a spiteful bugger, he keeps the dog just to spite her. <laughs> and, and really doesn't want the dog around. And he keeps playing the classic, 
okay, I'm going to, I'm going to throw the ball really far and like play fetch and, and hopefully you'll get lost and won't find your way home. But Reggie has a very good sense of direction. And every time Doug tries to chuck the ball away, the dog comes back. <laughs> and so, so Doug gets super frustrated. And then Reggie in his mind thinks this is a game. It's like the game of uh, a weird game of fetch. <laughs> and, and so Doug gets to the point where he draw, he doesn't just, he goes like, like, takes the dog in his pickup and drives like far, you know, quite a few miles, kilometers, whatever you want to call it, away to the city and just throws the ball in the city and then runs away. So Reggie becomes an abandoned dog. This is when he comes across the, the voice, the, voice uh, the, the dog of Bug, voiced by Jamie Foxx. And Bug is a weird looking kind of chihuahua kind of dog. And he has big bug eyes, so that's what I guess his name. And and they befriend each other because, you know, like, Reggie's like, well, and, and, and like, you tell Bug's been astray for quite some time. Along for the ride are some other dogs. You have the dog of Maggie by Isla Fisher, who is an Australian shepherd who talks like when she's an Aussie. That's right on the nose there. And you have a big kind of lab dog, uh, Hunter, played by Randall Park. <laughs> They're kind of the dog gang in this movie. So the, the dogs quickly realize that that poor Reggie's been abandoned. And and so Reggie decides that, you know, he wants to he wants to go back to Doug, but only to bite his off. Like his lower male parts region. So that's the big quest for this whole movie is for Reggie to get back to his owner and bite off his... <laughs> uh, his, you know, member. I, I don't want to say the word in this show. I'm trying to keep the show PG. But his his, his most private of parts. <laughs> so that's his quest. To get back to him and bite it off. And the dogs are like, yeah, we're down with that. Yeah, we, we, we can help you out there. <laughs> Uh, so so they end up going on this this, this this trek to work their way back to Doug and 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 do the deed. Now, uh, as I said, this takes all you know your previous kind of dog journey movies, and 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 and, and it makes it a big solid R. Whereas most of you know animal kind of talking dog movies are pretty safe for kids to watch. This ladies and gentlemen, is not one of those movies. There's a lot of uh, foul language. <laughs> There's just, oh, man, uh, a lot of stuff that is very inappropriate for little kids. So if you're thinking, oh, talk a dogs movie, my kids will love that. I'll just sit them down and watch it. Well, if you want your kid exposed to a lot of swearing and a lot of kind of dirty humor, Go ahead, do that, but be forewarned. <laughs> this is this is not a kid's movie at all. And and there's one scene, oh, it's almost hard to watch, where where the, the dogs get uh, uh, snatched up by the you know the dog catcher and, and Reggie's big plan for escape after them trying to use Hunter in a way that's just like, come on. After that fails, Reggie's big plan is, okay, all the dogs in here 
take a dump <laughs> in the in the cage that and do that so it's gonna smell so bad that the uh, the guy in charge has to come out, open the door, and then check it out. And then as soon as he opens the door, it's like dogs away. So that's his big plan. All the dogs, come on, take a dump to stink up the joint so we can get the guy to come out there. And that's just <laughs> oh. And then they show behind the scenes how they how they how they got the dogs to do it. <laughs> Oh, so so there's that, and there are a few other scenes that just, mm, it, it it you know makes me want to cringe a little bit in it. When it comes to acting, I mean Will Ferrell is Will Ferrell. He he plays kind of an innocent, pretty good. He very much channeling the character he had in Elf, but just in doggy form. And and <laughs> I mean the payoff in this movie, the the end part of it, it's like I didn't think I'd ever see a dog do that in a movie before but yeah yeah they did it and it's just man i mean yeah the guy is <laughs> not the best human but holy um counter reaction to that <laughs> now i said this movie is what it is it, it is it is a good R. It, it, even though there's talking animals, I would not show this movie to young kids. I mean, come on, people. We have ratings for a reason. Because this movie is, you know, rated. it's rated 14A. But there is a fair amount of adult content in here. So uh, I'd question that. <laughs> for bonus features, you have um, Talk Like a Dog. So the, the people talk about uh, doing the voices. So you get that. The ultimate treat making strays. Uh, and then and then <laughs> and then be trick called poop, booms, and shrooms. Because at one point these dogs they 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 get into a mushroom field and they start eating mushrooms and they start hallucinating. And Lordy and that is it just it's very, very strange. Now, if you like, you know, Will's uh, Ferrell's sense of humor and, and you're not easily offended, then sure, you'll get something out of this movie. But if you are easily offended, yeah, I mean, <laughs> this film does not pull any punches that way. And, you know, some people will say, well, that's a good thing, but that's, you know, that's the way it goes. And the music in it is, it's kind of out there, too, to be perfectly honest. It's like, not, there's some songs that were just not not working for me. And, you know, I, I'm honest about these reviews, Ramblers. And, and I just, ah, it just some of the choices music was just not for me. The bonus features in this, you have Talk Like a Dog, which is the humans behind the dogs. You get to meet the cast members making the voices for the dogs. You get the ultimate treat, Making of Strays. This is a journey where the filmmakers talk about it is, you know, filming because you know the biggest challenge they always say in Hollywood is don't work with kids and dogs and they're working with a lot of dogs you get uh Will Forte stray actor it's a sit down with Will Forte and it talks with someone you know uh, what it was like to be having <laughs> this role then you have training to be stray so this is the look at the creative methods used trainers to uh, make the dogs do what they need to do and then a new best friend it's it's a bond between a human and a dog's it's, you know, it, it's just, 
this is when these movies are successful. And it's a little featurette showing how the director, uh, Josh Green, Baum, couldn't resist, you know, you know, bringing a stray home from them while working with the movie. You also get feature commentary by director and producer Josh Greenbaum and screenwriter producer Dan Pearl. So at least you get some commentary in it. I find a lot of the, you know, the the not so big, big features always seem to put in commentary, and I appreciate that. So you get a little behind the scenes when it comes to that. Now, overall, I mean, if you're not easily offended and, and you like kind of Will Ferrell kind of humor, I mean, this movie, you could find it amusing. I, I will caution parents out there, it's young kids, there is a lot of rude, crude humor, a lot of language there that, you know, and lots of drug use. It's it's not, not something for the young, young, young kids. So I would caution you, you know, for any too young children to watch because they may pick up some things you don't want them to pick up. So keep that in mind. It is what it is. It's a talking animal movie. Um, is it something uh, that I watch on repeat? Probably not. Uh, could I see them making a sequel to it? Maybe, but I don't know what you do. I mean, it, it, it comes to a pretty good resolution <laughs> at the end of this, you know, like, <laughs> so it's, I don't know where you can go from there. Uh, but it, it's, 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 uh, it's a rude, crude, sometimes funny animal movie, but that, you know, a lot of it depends on if that's something that you want and, and you feel you need in your life. <laughs> That is my take of Strays or Vagabonds in French on the Blu-ray, courtesy of the great folks at Universal Pictures Home Entertainment. Ain't nothing if you don't have a phone Oh, doggy, hold your phone 
episode is Justice League Cross Ruby Superheroes and Huntsman's Part 2 courtesy of Warner Brothers Pictures Home Entertainment Warner Brothers Pictures Home Entertainment send me a copy of this video to review all my podcasts and bands I express are my own now this is again the second chapter of this series and I really liked the, the, the first one Part 1 and Part 1 we saw the Justice League members get transported into the world of Ruby as, as kids to fight uh, the evil forces there. <laughs> in the second chapter, which makes sense, because any good crossover, right? You gotta cross over both ways. So this time around, the members of Ruby cross over into the DC universe uh, in this film. So you have that, you have that kind of, you know, one crosses this way, one has to cross back. Still dealing with the uh, the remnant and 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 and, and the and um and in the in the grim and all that kind of stuff, and in this movie they find out okay, like who from the DC side they're working with, and and how to stop them. So you you have you know you have that. It, it's nice in this movie as much as I found, you know the the teenish versions of the Justice League interesting in the first part, and some of them would make really interesting figures. I, it was nice to see the Justice League, you know, proper in the sequel. See them actually, you know, full-fledged adults and not as teenagers. So that's cool. And and see the, the Ruby kids kind of get grown up a little bit in, in this one. Now, unfortunately, the, the, the character of Batman, although he had a pretty good role in the previous movie, oi, poor Batman <laughs> in the sequel... Oh, Troy Baker. He he gets sidelined early on in the movie and sits out a good chunk of the film. It's like, okay, he just sidelined Batman for a good chunk of it. Uh, you returning cast, you have uh, Laura Bailey as Wonder Woman. You have David Desmachelichain as The Flash. You have uh, True Valentino as Cyborg and Travis Willingham as Superman. So all the voice cast members from the previous movie do carry over. And it very much is, you know, the the second part of this story. The, the animation looks so good in 4K. I'm telling you, Ramblers, when it comes to 4K, animation really shines. It's crisp. It's clear. It looks gorgeous on my set. And and is you know that in itself is is worth checking out. Now for extras in this, don't get a lot. You know you do get I've got your back, the bond between Justice League and Ruby, and, and that's cool to see. They talk more about that that friendship and and how it works. And then they have you look different, 
Ruby on Earth. So this is in, in the previous release course, we had the the you look different with Justice League and Ruby World, so they flipped it for this particular release. No director's commentary in this at all, which is a shame. I would kind of love to have heard from it. And and not a lot. I mean, you hear from some of the voice actors. You see some of them, but not all of them. It's very like, okay, some voice actors you get to see interviewed, and some you don't. And I always find that like, come on. Where this goes from here, this could be a one and done. My prediction is, and and I've seen Warners do this before, more likely in the months to come, and they haven't officially announced this yet, but I'm going to call it now, both part one and part two of this story will probably get put together in one volume, just like they did with The Dark Knight, just like they did with um, The Death of Superman. A lot of that, a lot of their two-parters, they uh, they love to kind of combine them together, and and that's trend I've seen them do for a while. So that that could be on the rise. I like the slip cover for this; it's very shiny, and it's a fun story. This watching these two movies really makes me want to watch more Ruby because as as much as you know, I, I love my DC heroes. <laughs> this movie does still shine a light on the Ruby characters, and if you weren't a fan of them before, you didn't hear about them before. This certainly makes you want to go, hey, you know, these characters are kind of interesting. How are they in their own show? And, and yeah, it really makes you want to explore, explore more. Now, would this movie make the Ruby fans want to explore the DC universe more if they have not already done so? Possibly. You, know, you do get them, act, you know, interacting with, you know, the adult versions of the characters, not depowered teenage versions. So that's there. You also have, you know, in, in this, this is one of these part twos. You really got to see part one to really get them a lot. of Because the character of the Flash, he carries over a lot of the angst that he had from the first movie. So that's there. When they reveal the villain behind the DC part of it, you're like, really? He's like a minor DC villain at best. And 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 yet in this movie, they make him uber powerful because they team him up with some other dude. So that's that. You can take that as you want. If you're not familiar with the DC universe, you're not going to know, you know, how did this usually minor background character gain so much power in these stories? But <laughs> it is what it is uh, when it comes to that. Uh, overall, a good story. I mean, it, it, it does... It, it is two parts, so... It does help to watch both. It's cool to see them, the the characters working together and the different matching and stuff like that. That that's very cool. And and keep in mind, this is another one of these kids movies, <laughs> uh, anime features. And DC's been doing this for years now, where there may be some content, which may not, might not be could be kid friendly because when some of these creatures die they don't die pretty folks so keep that in mind just like with the, the volume before this is intended for adult audience so not all cartoons are for kids this is another fine example of that so that is my take of the justice league and ruby crossover superheroes and huntsmen's part two on 4k blu-ray courtesy of the great folks at warner brothers pictures home entertainment
talk on the street It sounds so familiar Great expectations Everybody's watching you People you meet They all seem to know you Even your old friends Treat you like you're something new Johnny come lately New kid in town Everybody loves you So don't let them down You look in her eyes The music begins to play Hopeless romantics Here we go again This 
My final Blu-ray movie review for this episode is Blue Beetle, courtesy of Warner Brothers Pictures Home Entertainment. Warner Brothers Pictures Home Entertainment sent me a copy of this movie to review for the podcast. The opinions I express are on my own. Now, this is a character that's been in DC Universe for quite some time, but maybe an introduction to some people who are not maybe familiar with, well, maybe they just know Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman. And that's, you know, that's fine. If you're not big into comics, you just know the main ones. And this is the current Blue Beetle. So don't be confused thinking, hey, we're going to get some Ted Cord going on. No, no, this is the character of Jamie, uh, Jamie Reyes, uh, version of Blue Beetle, where instead of, a, you know, a dude, you know, in a costume suit, kind of a la Batman fighting crime, you have a, 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 um, a teenager kind of thrown into the midst of being a hero. Now, your main star of this movie is the the actor Exolo Madria. I'm probably saying his name wrong. As good old Jaime, and it's very much a family affair in this one. <laughs> is that it? And it, this, it kind of reminds me a lot of Ms. Marvel, in a way, because whereas Ms. Marvel had a lot to do with her family, this movie definitely brings in a lot of the family elements in this one. You and you have George uh, Lopez in this one. As as Rudy, uh, his, his uncle, if you will, uh, as as Rudy Reyes, and and you have uh, the mother gets involved with this one as well as the the father and the younger sister, who's played by Melissa es, Esco, Escobedo, and she she's actually really funny. At one point, she she gets she gets a um. She gets a, a glove from uh, Ted Technologies that is almost like a Nintendo Power Glove, in a way. Your main villain in this one, though, is the character uh, Victoria Cord, Ted's, uh, Ted's wife, played by Susan Sarandon. I never thought I'd ever see Susan Sarandon in a superhero movie, but nonetheless, there it is. Now, this version of Blue Beetle is, is, is kind of like kind of in a way uh like dc's version of of iron man armor in that it's a scarab that that it's symbiotic in a way that attaches itself to the base of uh his skull and then forms living armor around him so it's very much kind of modern uh, iron man kind of nanobytes armor but it's alien technology uh, in this one and in the the transformation his first transformation into blue beetle is horrifying it's like something out of a bloody horror movie it is crazy you're watching this poor kid being like Rah! transformed and it's like i mean the most horrific transformation i've ever seen it's like wow <laughs> and but that's dc for you so the main plot is, is that the 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 character of the you know this the scarab was being researched by by Victoria Cord and trying to lock its secrets uh to produce a whole bunch of OMAC soldiers. Now if you know your DCU, you know that OMAC has been used quite some time. And originally OMAC was a creation by Batman to to kind of like do some policing that got out of control. No no now Batman is referenced in here in a really funny way by George Lopez. But Batman is not the creator of OMAC. In, in some versions in the DC Universe, he made, uh, like, Brother Eye, and then Brother Eye made OMAX. So there's not really that connection in here. But, but as in 
you know, as in uh, people turning into robots. Yeah, it, it, it's kind of that. And this is one of these movies I, I, I wish I'd seen in the theater originally because I think it would have been, you know, t- to see to see this film in the theater would have been something to experience, and especially to to hear the reaction of his transformation from a from a theater audience. That would have been something to experience because there would have been a lot of people like slightly horrified and justifiably so <laughs> about him turning into him. Now this does have a feel of 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 a Ms. Marvel kind of thing, and you have this young kid who suddenly gets all these powers and you know has to deal with it. And and the the effects in it are pretty cool. I mean, it's I I you know talk about your crossover opportunities. Love to see like you know Infinity Armor Batman uh, Iron Man versus Jaime because that'd be a contest uh, in itself if they ever did that. But there there's like potential crossover for that absolutely. In I mean I'd love to see it if they ever did a DC you know Marvel crossover. I don't think it's ever gonna happen, but that'd be super cool. Just saying, folks who make these kind of things. Uh, and and it's a fun movie. It's really a good kind of superhero kind of movie. And that's, you know, now it didn't do the greatest in the box office, but uh, sometimes, you know, I, I think it's because it's, it's a lesser known character, right? Unless you follow comics, you're not going to know about it. And and they do make some mentions to Ted Cord. You do get to see a lot of his tech, his costumes, and they do follow the history of the character because it, it does keep up. There is a huge hint of of um of, of of Ted at the end of this movie. It's one of these movies where you have to stick around for the end credits. And if they do do a sequel, I hope they bring Ted Cord into this. I'd love to see the older hero kind of trying to mentoring the younger one. That would be cool. And it was cool to see the big blue beetle bug, you know, in reality flying around and stuff. That 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 visual is quite something. I thought that was kind of neat. It's a fun movie. Uh, I mean, it really, it's a nice introduction to the character. And I think the kid, the kid who plays him, Jaime, is really good. I think he really has, you know, a, a good credit to him. I think he really does, the kid has a good future when it comes to acting. And I enjoyed it. It's a good, nice little, you know, superhero movie with a lot of heart. Now, although this is the first live screen adaptation of Blue Beetle, the character has been around comics for quite some time, and he's been featured in a lot of animated, you know, TV shows. So, you know, he has been out there, but it's nice to see him actually get a, like a live action treatment. Now, the director of this one is Angel Manuel Soto, and he's done a bit of stuff, but I think this is one of his first kind of big movies. He's done a few things here and there, a lot of movies I've never even heard of before. So this is probably his biggest, you know, I mean, he did a Menudo movie, <laughs> but but uh, probably his biggest feature to date. And if they do do a sequel, definitely keep him as director. The grandmother in this, she is hilarious in this movie. Man, talk about a feisty elderly person. Uh, she and, 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 and you know, and, and George Lopez really make the humor uh of this movie uh yeah the uh played by rocio uh, no um yeah the 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 actress who plays his grandmother she is <laughs> good for her at her age to be in an action movie that's kind of funny that's something to brag about overall a fun superhero movie the effects were really good the fight between him 
and the other armored up character is quite intense in, in a lot of ways. And and it really, I mean, there's there's and and the use of his powers they really showed off well. And it is a, a fun movie, and I really hope that they do do a sequel to it. Who knows with the state of DC these days? Everything's up in flux. Everything is changing and constantly in motion. Will this fit in the big new picture? I don't know anymore. Uh, special features. You have Be Blue Beetle Generations. This is a nice you know, a look into the world of Blue Beetle, also referencing good old Ted Cord. So that's a nice to see. You have Scare Vision. This is... You know, a a kind of behind-the-scenes look at the movie where you have the main actor kind of introducing segments and having him, like, having a dialogue with the suit. <laughs> if you will. And and then you have the featurette of Blue Beetle's Nana Knows Best, which highlights the actress who plays his grandmother, which, as I said, is just a hoot. Uh, a fun movie. Uh, I, I think it deserves a sequel. Again, whether it will, will get it, I, who knows? Uh, a lot of DC you, uh, live action stuff is really in flux. It's all up to James Gunn and what he wants to do with it. But it's a good start and, and has potential. We'll see if they build on it. So that is my take of Blue Beetle on Blu-ray, courtesy of the great folks at Warner Brothers Pictures Home Entertainment. Well, that's going to wrap it up for this edition of the show. Hope you all enjoyed it. As always, you can touch me in a number of ways. You're going to check me out on X, formerly Twitter, at RamblingRuss, R-A-M-B-L-I-N-G-R-U-S-S. Tweet, uh, message me, tweet me, X me, whatever, and I'll write you right back. And uh, look for look for that uh, for all my news updates, you know, uh, cover art, and anything that's going on in the show. And occasionally polls, if I remember to actually put them up. Of course, you can check out all new episodes right here in the TalkShoot Network. I'm caller ID 18411, as well as checking out new episodes on Google Play and Spotify and many other directories across the world wide web when it comes to podcasts. If you want to blast from the past, past, you can check out my older shows on my original home on Libsyn. That's HTTP full colon backslash backslash Rambling Russ, R-A-M-B-L-I-N-G. R-U-S-S dot Libsyn, that's dot L-I-B-S-Y is in Yankee, Nan is in November, dot com. That's my original home internet where I have over six plus years, almost eight, of podcasting goodness. Going right back to 2006 and right up until about 2013 and then I, you know, changed over here to talk to you. Lots of great content there, old interviews, reviews, and my um, fan expo coverage from back in the day. So if you want to check those out, feel free to do so. Check them out there as well in iTunes under podcast. Just type in Ramble Russell. you find those old episodes there. And of course, on many other directories across the world wide web. What's coming up on the future of the show? Lots of stuff to talk about. I have just a plethora of stuff only one of me. Coming up for future reviews, I will eventually get around to talking about uh, 4K copies from Warner Brothers Home Entertainment of East of Eden and Rio Bravo, an old John Wayne movie as well as the animated season one of Smiling Friends, which is a really weird show. Not going to talk about that. As well as the Blu-ray movie review of Air, the Michael Jordan story with his shoes. Ruby Volume 9, The Equalizer 3, starring good old Denzel, and The Nun 2. And if you remember my view of the first Nun, that's what's scary. Another chapter in the Conjuring universe. That's all those reviews coming up in future episodes of the show. And I am getting dangerously close, and I know I keep saying this, 
to getting my YouTube content published. I, I got, I've got a brand new light, and I got a Lazy Susan, and I'm hopefully going to be putting out some content on that before the end of the year. That That's kind of my goal. I've just been so busy lately, Ramblers. You have no idea how, how much my time is limited uh, these days. Uh, but I hopefully putting out some more content there and some action figure review content and some other things in the Ramble Russell video vault. Uh, so maybe some, some concept ideas I have with figures, a little, uh, little story time, <laughs> if you will. And when I do get my video channel going, a lot of reviews kind of backing up on me, a lot of figure reviews from the world of um, uh, McFarlane, Mattel, Hasbro, all kinds of different figures, even some bit of Disney uh, out there for you guys to check out. A nice wide variety, doing them in my own way. Uh, so I hope you like it. I bought some new lighting that should hopefully um, kind of get rid of some of the shadows. And I hope you'll enjoy the, the wide range of figures that I'm going to try to put out when the video content uh, comes to be. And if you're in the mood for figures and, and want to help out the show, make sure you check out Entertainment Earth, where I have discount code. You save 10% with Ram Rust 10. That'll save you 10% on any orders. And if you spend $79 or more, you get free shipping within the U.S. So check out Entertainment Earth. You use that code, and that will help me out as well. So any kind of uh, use of that code will help me, you know, maybe get some more figure reviews coming on the program when it comes to the YouTube channel that gets released. So, and, and a great deal there. Of course, if you want to help out the show as well, I still have my uh, Amazon wish list up there. Anything on the Amazon wish list there that gets uh, purchased will get reviewed on the show. You can remain anonymous or I'll gladly read out your name. I have a variety of things. If you want to donate to the show, you want to get back to the show, feel free to do so. Uh, and, and whatever amount you can afford, I try to update as much as I can. And it's there for you. Links for the Amazon wish list are in my Twitter feed. Just look for it there. And I've also put the link in the show notes on TalkShoe. So if you want to check that out and help out the show and control what I review on the show, that is there for you guys. That is it for me on, on this busy, uh, the, uh, we're coming to the end of the year now. Where is 2023 gone? Where has it gone? Uh, but uh, that is it for me for this show, and we'll catch you next time right here on Ramble Russell. Bye, everybody. Thanks for listening. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.